0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blob Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. everybody and welcome to today's show. Today is the 28th of May and um, what a day. It starts out, I don't even know how to tell, how to say, but it started out normal. I woke up late and um, I had this feeling yesterday to get in touch with one of my sisters and then today I found out she's in intensive care just probably five minutes ago. And it gave me such a perspective yet again, yet again for as we get older, what happens to the people around us. And sometimes it's us, sometimes it's them. We don't know. And what a perspective that that gives us. About life, and I know, you know, Maria just went through what she went through in her family. God bless her family and all of our families that are dealing with this fight for life, this fight and flight feeling. And uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm, I know. What we know, I know the things we talk about all the time. And the the hit of feeling that sadness and that loss, it just never, ever can be absent. That feeling of love that we have for each other and the perspective it gives us on life right in that moment. And, you know, we always say, Because when we get here, we can sure get caught up in a lot of stuff that we actually know the answers to. But we don't want to do it or we want validation. But we know. We know what's right. We know what's best. We know what path we should take. But sometimes we just don't want to take it. We don't want to take it. it's hard or it puts us out there but choose hard (laughs) choose what puts us out there because we don't have out there without us whoever we are if we just do what we think we should do not what we know we would love to do then we're just Doing nothing really. We're filling a space. We're filling a space. Yesterday, I I did a dream, and um, the person who did the dream, or whose dream I interpreted, wrote me and said, "You know, sometimes I think I'm past those things—the things of needing." approval and all of that, but then it pops up again. I hope I'm not being boring with the same subject in my dreams. How do I get out of the circle of just wanting someone? Is that a mental process or a decision? I feel like I'm trying, but I just keep being in there. As for the guy we have been dating for a short period of time now, I do feel like I have real feelings. And We're very similar. We hang out together. It feels so easy and natural. I love talking to him. Well, there's your answer. If you feel like you can be calm, that's your answer right there. And I know sometimes we want to make sure everything is right, everything is perfect. I don't know what makes perfect other than love, That's, that's perfect right there. We sometimes, you know, want the answer before the questions are asked because we're so scared the answer might mean we have to make certain decisions, but we have nothing to lose. It's only life. Absolutely nothing to lose. If somewhere feels right and it feels calm, and it feels peaceful, even with all that can go on around it in your life, take it and see what happens. You don't need the answer before the question. You need the question. And if you feel you have the answer from the question, then you stay there, and you see what happens, and you let yourself grow. The whole point of us being here is growing. And Liam asked a question. You talked on today's Dream Theme Thursday about romantic relationships. Every Wednesday you have Relationship Wednesday. You often talk about the dangers of not seeing red flags when they are clear before we get into relationships, and you also talk a lot about narcissists. Well, what about people who aren't inclined to being in relationships? Is that unnatural? Is it because they got hurt in the past? Is it that their energy can't sustain a relationship? Or is it as simple as the fact that some people don't come to earth for that kind of relationship? What is it about some people that don't desire romance and is it natural? It's completely natural. The reason that I talk about the dangers of not seeing red flags and I have to bring up narcissists because that's, it's that, those relationships can be literally dangerous, but they're non-detectable in the early parts. Every show I've ever done that included information about narcissists were the highest, rated shows we ever did, just so you guys know. Because when you're involved in a relationship like that, Most of the time, the person in the relationship doesn't even recognize that that's what's going on. They think it's just them and just that relationship. So that has to be brought out because awareness of it will help the person get out faster, hopefully, or safer, depending on what degree we're dealing with. So, Pointing out red flags or even red flags in how we communicate is super important. But that's only for the people that want to be in relationships or want to start a family or want to do those things. But not everybody does. Now that I'm older, grown with a lot of people, I know many people who never married and Still don't want to, I know many people who've married and didn't want to have children and just never had children. There isn't one stamp on life that tells us we have to live a certain way. What I said to the to the person who sent their dream and to the comment on the dream. We all know where we belong. We all know what's right for us. I always say we didn't come with a manual, but actually we did, now that I'm even just saying it. Our manual is all the tools we have. We all know what our first thought is, and it's usually our best thought when we start to modify it and rationalize it and create a reason for it, but when we get that, oh, hell no, feeling about something, we know not to do it. So if someone talks us into it, we start blaming the other person for why we did it, and that's why we blame them, because we knew not to do it, but we are the ones who allowed them to talk us into it. I know people who have been talked into relationships, into marriages, and ended up having to leave because it wasn't their original idea. We have instinct. We know when someone leaves, it's not in our hands. But we also know it's not easy. And in some ways, it actually is because there's a a sense of relief that comes in for them. And we feel bad about that part because we say, oh, my God, I shouldn't feel that. But it's not in your hands whether you felt it or not. And if you actually felt it, that's one of the feelings that we have. And we have to say, hey, I I get that. I know that it's there, and I know why I felt it. But we're taught to feel guilt, and we're taught to feel bad. But our first instincts are our manual. A lot of shows about instincts. And in this question, Liam, if you're happy, then that is your decision. That is your choice. That is your reason. It doesn't all have to go back to her in our past. It could just be that you were never interested. And maybe at times when we're younger because we feel like we have to pair off all the time, and if we're not, something's wrong with us. When I grew up, I had a friend who wouldn't go to a wedding without a plus one before they called them plus ones. I can't go to that wedding. I have to have a boyfriend before that wedding happens. And I'm like, oh, wow, why? A reversion of humanity. We can't force ourselves to desire something we don't desire. We already know in our instincts that first answer Never overlook it. It's, it's the easiest to overlook because it sounds so radical in your mind. I can't ever do that. I would never do that. Or I can't wait to do that. Or I would love to do that. The things in your mind that you instinctively say, I would love to do that, are the things you should be doing. I would love to lose weight. So every day that you don't, you know you're letting yourself down. Nobody's letting you down. You're letting you down. But it's easy to point fingers because then you don't have to deal with you doing that. doesn't mean you're bad. just means you're not as ready as you want to be yet. And one day you'll wake up and you'll be making a decision like, today's the day. I'm just not going to eat that stuff anymore. I'm just not going to do that. Or I'm going to go for a walk today. And you do. And you start creating a new template. It's like when I got the news today, the first thing I did was started crying. It's a relapse. We really believed she was in remission. My instinct was to not talk at all because I get quiet when these things happen because I need to catch up. And then I said, no, because um, I can't cancel two shows in a week. First one was from the vaccine. And I thought, wow, my safe time, that 5.30 in the morning time, that's interesting, God, that it's getting taken, filled up. and then i said no it's important to talk through these times it's important to feel we already know so much we already know everything think of every single thing you think of and allow yourself to hear your natural reaction. Because if you can do that, you've really whittled down through a lot of stuff. To be able, that's what you should think of and follow. That's why we go back and say, you know, I had that thought in the beginning, why didn't I listen? I had that thought in the beginning, but why didn't I listen? And then you get mad at yourself for not listening. You get mad at yourself for not being there for you. Because we can, in a tangible way, say, I've been there for someone. I went to visit. I sat with them. I talked to them. I called them. We can say that. But for ourselves, what do we say? Oh, yeah, I don't need to do that. Oh, yeah, that's that's silly. Is it? Is it silly? I remember when I first started doing right by myself. I didn't know how to handle doing right by myself. All of a sudden it felt too easy, like I was a lightweight doing well for myself, making sure I was taking care of my health or my food. Because then there was a moment there where I had a now what? Now what do I do? Now that I'm doing everything right, where, where's the excitement in life? Where's that nervous feeling? But I was patient. I was patient with doing right, because I did understand that I wasn't comfortable. I just wasn't comfortable being okay. It does feel weird, guys. I I know you've probably felt it from time to time. But that's why people go back to living in the issues that they need to feel like they're alive. That saying about a prisoner who can't wait to get out, can't wait to get out, can't wait to get out, and then finally gets out of prison, and then they go back and create a crime so that they go back because it's so familiar to them. And they realize the world has changed since they've been away. And they would rather be back where they understood their environment. That fear of success. People feeling like a fraud when they've made it. Well, they made it because they did the work. They were not a fraud. But yet we can buy that in our minds. We can say, yeah, you know, I don't deserve that. I never did anything right. I never did anything well. That was always everybody else. And we buy into it. Imagine. It is weird to do right initially. But there's, like Christ said, the other side of love, the other side of truth, the other side of purity. When you do do right, there's a space that creates itself in your life. And you start meeting other people who got over that hump or maybe even came here without it. That hump of of doing right by themselves. And when you talk with them, their conversations are different. They're about what you're planning to do, how you're planning to help people, how you're planning to help yourself, what you can create. A lot of times those visits are centered around walks, not restaurants, believe it or not. Or out in nature, they go to a garden, or they go sit in a park, and they talk. It's it's such an interesting shift. It happens slowly, and you have to just allow it. Like, yeah, this isn't my normal, but it can be. I couldn't stay home all day. Every time I see people out walking, and I say, hmm, they made a choice to get up, put their shoes on, put their clothes on, and go out of their home and walk instead of just sit at home. They could have. Super easy to sit on that couch and watch TV. Doesn't mean that that's bad. There's a time for it. But too much of anything could end up being a problem because we only get so much time living today is the most important day of your life two days ago my family member was fine they were fine They didn't think anything was going to happen that was going to take fine away or make it different. Dealing with illness in our family here. Every day. Every day we push. They say I can't walk, drop me off in front of the doctor's office. I said you can walk, I'm going to park a block away and we're going to walk there with the walker. But you're still going to walk. You're going to be able to say to yourself at the end of the day I went for a walk today and I didn't think I could. Because trying, trying reminds our brain that it can show us yet another side of that, a bigger side of that, something bigger on the other side of it. We only feel good when we are learning by trusting ourselves because when we don't listen to that voice, it reinforces that we don't trust ourselves. So now all of our lessons have to revolve around the fact that we need to trust ourselves. But once you trust yourself, all of your lessons revolve around the fact, trust yourself. So the leaps, the leaps are different. They don't go lateral or backward and keep trying just to get you to normal. How many times do I have people say, I just want to be able just want to be able to breathe. I don't know why I can't. It happened It happened to me here with this illness that I'm dealing with every day. It seems like, you know, yesterday I was having a conversation with the person and we're in the car and they say, you know, the older you get, you start to realize a lot of your friends aren't around anymore over time. And it's just something you get used to. And I thought, wow, that's a weird one to get used to. And he said, well, it's just a natural progression in life. I said, yeah, you know, I do know that. But who wants to think that? Who wants to think it? Because our instinct is to thrive and to survive. So follow that instinct until... It tells you not to anymore. But there's so many flavors we haven't reached because we say not today. Or I can't do that. Or I haven't listened to myself my whole life. Why should I start now? Then what will I do? I wouldn't even know who that person is. Well, yeah, you can find out. When you see people who, in their 50s or 60s, turn their life around, that's what turns it around. I've asked so many, so many people who started losing weight or who moved from their home or changed jobs later in life. I have someone who just, they're 12 years in one job, through a takeover and changing rules and trying to get him to quit and all this business. And he finally found a job. He got promoted at the other job. He hasn't even started yet. He's still in the two weeks notice part. His birthday was coming up. He started realizing, hey, you know what, I'm going to be 60 next year. I don't know if I want to stay here and wake up every day and go here every day. One of the guys left to another company that was still smaller, still family-owned, still more caring. And he said, do you want to come over and have a talk with my manager? He said, sure, went, got the job, got paid more money, got a better title, got a fixed schedule because he has a family his first instinct was take that opportunity and run instead of, oh no, what if I don't get it? What if this company knows I went to interview? What if this? What if that? He didn't tell anybody about it until he got the interview. And not even until he got it, till he actually talked to the man and knew he could go. And that leap, that belief, that instinct to leave, which was there for years, and he fought it, kept saying, but I have, to, I have to get this check every week. I have to take care of my family. Well, there's so many ways to do that. It doesn't have to be that one company. But the change, facing the change, admitting you don't like it out loud by saying, I'm leaving That was the scary part. That was the scary part. And once he did it, he started doing a bunch of other stuff. Now he's putting everything in order because he trusts himself now to follow his truest instinct. We all know when we're talking to a child and we have to explain something. What we're explaining. Are we rationalizing it and teaching the child to rationalize? Or are we teaching the child to dream big? What are we teaching through our actions based on what we hear in our heads? For Liam it's okay to be who you are. Just be it. Enjoy every day. I know people who, by choice, had like a marriage and had children from the marriage and now they're almost 80 years old. And she made me laugh. She said, I, I can't take care of anybody anymore. I love being by myself. I love going places and coming home to my dog. And I said, well, that's all that you need is that you love your life. Love your decisions. Embrace what you've chosen to bring into your world and to keep because you did make a decision to do that. Every time I ask people why today, they go, I don't know, i just decided. I just made a decision. And everything you've done till this day, you've made a decision. And you could even go back and ask yourself, did I listen to my instinct or not? You'll know. No one needs to tell you. No one needs to tell you. It's nice to talk about it. It's nice to put it out there. Because that way we grow each other. Like, wow, they're able to listen to themselves. Maybe I can too. And then you do, and then you start listening more, and then you realize how smart you are and how deep you go and how big, big your heart becomes. You start to notice when others didn't listen, and you encourage them to. You guys, I love you very much. I will see you Monday morning. Please take care this weekend and enjoy this weekend. Bye-bye.